Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Acts chapter 16, verses 1 through 10. Now we have Paul on his second missionary journey. Now to lay the path for this second journey, we go back in that first journey, you had Paul and Barnabas who left from Antioch of Syria. They were commissioned by that church to go and preach the gospel and plant churches. And now on the second missionary journey, it's Paul and Silas. If you remember, Paul and Barnabas parted ways. They had a sharp disagreement over John Mark. John Mark was the cousin of Barnabas. And on the first missionary journey, they took John Mark with them. Think of the gospel of Mark. That would be the same John Mark. They took John Mark with them, but John Mark decided to go home about partway through that first missionary journey. Now think of Barnabas and Paul and their personality types. We're trying to read into the text here, but I believe Paul was a guy that was kind of no-nonsense. Here was the mission. Here's what we're going to do. And then Barnabas saw the best in everyone. Barnabas was a positive thinker. This is also Barnabas' cousin, John Mark, so maybe there's some family issues going on there. But on the second missionary journey, Barnabas wanted to take John Mark again, and Paul's like, no, we're not doing that. And so they part ways. And now Paul is going with Silas to check back up on some of those churches that they planted before. So in the reading today, there are going to be churches mentioned that have already been planted in the first missionary trip of Paul and Barnabas. So we're going to pick up here where they're reading. I want you to notice a famous or a biblically famous person we're going to hear about for the first time who will become very important with Paul and his missionary team later. And we're going to see something change as it comes to the mission of the church. We're going to see the beginning of the European mission. So far, all the churches have been planted pretty much in what we would consider to be Asia Minor and places like that. And now there's going to be a shift into the European theater of mission. So we're going to pick up in verse 1 of Acts chapter 16. Paul came also to Derb and to Lystra. A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, and his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. And they went on their way through the cities. They delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in numbers daily. And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, They went down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Many interesting things to think about here. We have Paul going to a place called Derb and to Lystra, and he runs into a, a young man named Timothy, Now, Timothy has an interesting background. Timothy's dad is a Greek. That's all the text says. He's a Greek. So what that's telling us is that Timothy's dad, of course, he's not Jewish, but he's also not a believer in Jesus. So his father is probably a pagan Greek. 
His mother is a Jew. Now, we do know from some rabbinic sources, and now later in Judaism, that if your mother was Jewish and your father was not, you were considered to be a, a Jew. It came from your mother. So he would be considered to be Jewish more than likely, but there was one problem. He was not circumcised. What's interesting to note here is Paul does not circumcise Timothy for religious reasons. So we have to be very careful here because some people will push, well, because Timothy was Jewish, therefore all Jewish Christians need to be circumcised. There's actually some scholars that are saying that right now. I would push back on that and say, no, the only reason Paul circumcises Timothy, if you'll notice and read carefully into the text, is because there were Jews in the area. It would be scandalous. It would be a stumbling block to the gospel. The Jews in the area would get, would get caught up in this idea that, wait a minute, Timothy's an apostate Jew. His mom's Jewish. He should be circumcised. So that tells you something about the conflict in that family. But his father, father probably did not allow that to happen. And this would have been looked down upon by the Greeks. You know, those Jews do some strange things to their boys on the eighth day of life. So probably his father would not allow this to happen. So you see there's kind of, you can read into the text, maybe some conflict between the mom and the dad. We know later in the book of 1 Timothy, we get some information about Timothy's family. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, Paul says this, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. He's talking about Timothy. Which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. So his grandmother was a strong Christian lady, Lois, who would have been a Jew also. And Eunice, his mother, was also a strong Christian, a Jew also. And Paul said, look, your grandmother and mother are reputable Christians. They have strong belief. That belief also resides in you, Timothy. So we get a picture of, and sometimes it's not perfect in Christian families. You know, we make a lot of a father and mother raising kids together in the Lord, and, and that is the norm. That's the way it should be. We should want moms and dads working together as partners in the gospel, raising faithful kids. But sometimes, let's be honest, that doesn't happen. And we have maybe a broken family, maybe a divorcee where you've got one parent raising the children. And we see here hope, redemption, like Timothy, who's a leader in the church, was raised in not the best circumstances. His father's not a believer. His father probably could have been antagonistic to this faith of Timothy. The Greeks would not have accepted Judaism or this Christian movement as well. So we see this young man of strong faith, and how does it happen? It happens through his grandmother and his mother, and we see that happen in our own world, where maybe the father's not a believer, and you look at churches, they're filled with women, and the husbands aren't there. And we see moms that are raising their kids faithfully, and that's what we see here with Timothy. So there's hope there. I mean, that, that example is here for a reason, I believe. So that's something to think about today. Now, also, Paul and Silas are taking the message from the Jerusalem church. If you remember, there was a council in Acts 15 where they're trying to decide, will these Gentiles have to be circumcised? And they write a letter that's going to go out to these churches. And the letter reads something like this. Um, I'm going to go and find that letter for you really quick. And... Um, it says, but we should write to them to abstain from the things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, and from what has been strangled, and from blood. So they write this letter to the Gentile Christians, basically saying, okay, look, some people have gone out and troubled you guys. We just want you to know, here's what you, you should do. As a new believer in Jesus Christ, of course, believe in Jesus. 
but just abstain from sexual immorality. Now, why would they bring that up? Well, that was rampant in Roman culture. You know, sexual immorality and you know, even religion was bound up in sexual immorality with temple prostitution. So they're saying abstain from that. Don't, don't do that. And also this idea of eating this, this food um, that, that may have blood in it, drinking blood, that's all pagan ritual. Uh, food sacrifice to idols, pretty much any market you went into and you found meat, most of that meat, the more affordable meat that they would get had been sacrificed to an idol. So imagine if you lived in Ephesus and there was a temple to, to Diana and they would sacrifice meat to Diana, some type of animal, then it would be sold on the market for a cut rate price. So most affordable meat's going to be tainted with idol worship. The elders there in Jerusalem, the apostles are saying, okay, stay away from that stuff. Do not associate with those temples and idol worship and keep yourself pure from sexual immorality. In other words, what are the pressing issues of their time? Stay away from that. But you don't have to be circumcised to be a Christian. So much to, to look at in this passage. And then we have Paul being called to go to Macedonia. Now, I don't know how the Holy Spirit shut those doors in Asia Minor, but for some reason, Paul, the gospel is, they're not allowed to preach the gospel in those areas. Who knows how that looks, but there's something was happening where it was impossible. And he has this vision, this Macedonian guy says, come on over to Macedonia. And we have the gospel shift and go into Europe at this point. We also need to realize that in the ancient world, they had these provinces and places, but this idea of Europe uh, being this separate entity was, was not so much in their mindset like it is for us. You know, we think today of Western society in Europe, and it is different for us, but for them, it would not have been so much. If you really get out into Western Europe, they saw that as barbaric, uh, which is funny when you think about it, um, that Gaul and places like Scotland would be where those crazy people live, uh, those barbaric uh, Celtic tribes they could never subdue. That's where they lived on the frontiers of the empire. But it is interesting that the gospel is now going to shift and start moving into Europe and moving westward. And eventually it'll go all the way to Gaul in the apostolic period. Well, I hope these readings are encouraging you. I hope you're learning more about the early church and just some details behind the scenes like folks like Timothy, I'll add some flavor when you read the epistles written to Timothy. And I hope you join us back again tomorrow as Devin continues to lead us down this path in the book of Acts. God bless.